I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today, I'm talking to Dave Pachta and Joel Nagel. Dave and Joel are rolling out a comprehensive podcast, curriculum, and spiritual program designed to equip small church leaders and mature disciples everywhere. They'll be making a presentation of this new material at the CLIMB conference coming up in Dallas this month. Listen as they give a preview of why Thread could change your life and help your church grow. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no-regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I had such an awesome week last week. I mean, I, I think I shared my last program. I hiked down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon with a couple guys I disciple, Brian and Coleman, and it was awesome. I'm, I'm slowly recovering. My legs are starting to get back into shape after being in pain for four or five days. But not only that, I came back from the, that climb and it was so encouraging because this last summer I was at going to the gym in the afternoon and I saw this guy that I'd seen before and I'm like, hey, what's going on? Haven't seen you in a while. And it turns out it's a, it's a person that my son-in-law, Felipe Marias, reached out to a couple years ago in his nursing program. He started studying the Bible. We studied the Bible with him for a few months, went through the Bible studies, and at that point he decided not to do it. He had some stuff in his life. He decided it wasn't the right timing for him, and so he dropped out. Well, I saw him this last summer, and I, I started talking to him, and turned out things had really changed. The barriers that kept him away from seeking God at that time were gone, and I said, would you like to study the Bible again? And he said yes, and so we studied the Bible, and baptized him on Friday, which was amazing. I was so, so happy. It was great. We did it in the backyard in my pool, and there was a lot of people there. My son James was there, John Love, Matt Wharton, and just had a great time. And he's just a great guy. He's a physical trainer. He weighs about 240 pounds, just super macho and awesome, just just fantastic person. Um, great, great guy. So anyway, that, that was super encouraging. And I would just, I just was so thankful to God to be involved in his life and look forward to seeing him continue to grow spiritually. The CLIMB conference is coming up November 30th through December 3rd in Dallas, Texas. That's this month. And it's just right around the corner. I really hope you're going and I hope you're telling your friends about it because it's going to be blow away. Of course, I'm talking to Dave Pachta and Joel Nagel today about what they're going to be revealing, but it's just going to be so incredible because the material that's being laid out is awesome, and the lessons are going to be phenomenal. So please come. Please come, and please let your friends know about it. If you've got, if you've got a friend who's a mature disciple who wants to make disciples, or if you are in a small church and your, your leader is not thinking about it, please talk to them. Just say, hey, you need to go to this conference. It's going to help you, and it's going to help our church. So, you know, it's funny. You get into situations where you feel like, I'm fine, I'm doing fine, but you don't know what you don't know. 
And sometimes when you come to things like this, you go, oh my gosh, I really needed this and I didn't even realize it. So please go to robskinner.com and register today. Register for the conference and sign up for the hotel. It's going to be an amazing time, November 30th through December 3rd, the CLIMB Small Church Leadership Conference. Joel and Dave, welcome to the program. Great to be here, Rob. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Hi, Rob. Great to talk to you guys. And we are talking today about your new program, The Thread Podcast, and all of its related material that you're putting together. Can you describe what Thread is? Yeah, Thread is a it's a long-term po- podcast project that we really wanted to develop to feed and nurture Christians around our fellowship of churches. And when we decided to do Thread, we kind of picked a uh, you know, you always have to have a lens or direction or what it is that you want to accomplish in this. So we wanted to build a podcast that took us through the narrative of Scripture, the storyline, and talked about how the story directly impacts our own spirituality. So how do we live in response to the story? Hmm. Okay, great. So, Joel, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I think... We wanted to provide this this podcast with great teaching, with a, a depth of teaching, but that is also accessible uh, to you know pretty much anybody um, who uh, can listen to the podcast or watch it on YouTube. Uh, but then also we wanted to to build more than a podcast uh, with resources for individual Christians, but also even for churches, which I think maybe we'll talk about a little bit later in the interview here. But uh, and so it's it's really uh, become something special and unique like there's nothing else that i know of that exists like this and so it's been amazing uh to be a part of it uh, with dave okay so why are you guys doing this i mean there's a lot of podcasts out there there's a million and one sermons a lot of material why do you feel like the call is to do this now yeah that's a great question i think when you think about the demands that a lot of our church leaders have on them there's so much they're doing. And I think we're also in a new world where people have discovered, especially post-COVID, there's a lot of quality content out there, and there's a lot of ways to learn and grow. And we wanted to step into that space, I think, to create something that can come alongside church leaders and help to nurture and feed their, their congregations is really helpful. But we also wanted to provide something that really came out of our context in the ICOC churches that could speak our language, that could speak to our people in a way that really resonated and made sense to them. And that that doesn't mean there's not a lot of other great stuff out there. Clearly, there is lots of great stuff out there. But it's it really serves a specific purpose to help meet the needs of people in our fellowship. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, response. I, I think, you know, one thing that, that I, I saw recently is that the, the number one reason people come back to a church is the quality of the preaching. And so anything that we can do uh, as a fellowship to enhance the, the teaching uh, that we're giving, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of reasons why people think people come back to church or people check out church. Uh, but I think it's pretty cool that the, the, the biggest reason is the quality of the teaching. And that's something that we can control, we can grow in, uh, we can help people to grow in. Uh, so great thing to be a part of. Dave, I, we've met one time before in Texas, which was great. I, 
I clearly remember that. At that time, you were going back to get your PhD. You've since completed that. Congratulations. A doctorate in Thank divinity, you. I believe, or theology. You at, at one time, go ahead. Go you ahead. were the youth and family <laughs> guru. I mean, it was like, hey, yeah. I need help with youth and family. And it was like, you better talk to Dave Pachta. You were the go-to guy. What yeah. happened? It seems like you've basically uh, reimagined yourself. Yeah, I, I look at it in stages. I think what, what I feel like God was leading us to at the different stages of our life, we were we ended up doing youth and family because we were asked back in 1999 in Chicago to lead the teen ministry and had no idea what that was all about. So we ended up spending 17 years there. I did a lot of my graduate work in youth and family ministry. It took us to Africa. It it you know it really was a defining, shaping part of our life. But in my mid to later 40s, um, after doing that for so many years, I went through my own kind of crisis and really started asking questions about what happens in midlife, what happens in later life, what is spirituality supposed to look like? And so I decided to go back and pursue a PhD. Actually, it's in spirituality. The reason I wanted to pursue a PhD in spirituality is I wanted some answers about how do we navigate wilderness? How do we think about second half of life spirituality? Uh, so that's that's what drove me down that road. It was mm. getting older, I guess. I mean, not many people start at that age. You must have been in your, I'm assuming, your 40s or late 40s when you started that. That's that's a big challenge. Yeah, I mean, was, knowing what you know now after six years in that program, would you do it again? Absolutely. It was defining for me. And I, I used to joke with my classmates that it was kind of nice to have a five to six year sabbatical just to study <laughs> at this stage in life. You know, they didn't find that humorous. But, um, you know, it, it's, it was very meaningful to me to have that space to answer my own questions. And mm. I, I find that a lot of people do further education to answer their own questions. Mm. Um, so it was just good to have that ability to lean into that for six years. So you're right. I was 47 and I just got done last year <laughs> in November. And now I'm 54. So it is a little late in the game, but I wouldn't do it any other way. It's actually, I feel like it was spirit led. That's great. I'm a big believer that you're just, you're right in your prime. I think prime years, 40 to 60, but these days it's like, I'm a believer that just going forward, the second half of life can be amazing. It's all in the mindset. Absolutely. So that's, that's fantastic what you. you're doing. Joel, you were, you've been doing a version of this before. We've been working together on the climb conference. We got to know each other through that. I interviewed you on, a, on the podcast. You are a content producer. I mean, you're, you're kind of like a compulsive content producer. You just can't help yourself <laughs> producing books and, and, and all sorts of stuff that tie into things. What's different with this and how did, how did you get into this? Yeah. So at the, at the previous climb conferences, uh, I've, I've always kind of, I've had this vision. I don't know where the vision came from, um, but for, for our church in Lansing, uh, a goal of not just preaching, even just a great sermon series, um, which I think is really important, but also could we have the teaching be immersive and integrated into all the parts of the church? And so instead of just crafting, you know, a four week series on Ephesians, could we have, kids ministry uh, tied into the sermons that the adults are hearing? Could we have daily devotionals so people can take it home and family devotionals? And so leading a small church and trying to produce all of that, even, even if I am um, a compulsive content creator, 
was too much. Uh, and, and I think what we've learned even as we've be- begun building this, uh, and certainly we had small churches in mind where resources are stretched, time is, stre- is a stretch. Um, but even, even in large churches with bigger staffs, it's hard to produce everything that we're producing uh, around a sermon series uh, with, with thread. And, uh, and so it's just really a passion of mine to decompartmentalize, help decompartmentalize people's faith, that it's not just a Sunday morning thing, but it's your whole family all the time. Uh, that's really what it, what it looks like to walk with God. So I'm, uh, it, it's been really interesting to develop these things in a full-time way. That's one thing that really excited me. I was, I was watching your, your introduction video and it seems like Dave, you're taking your expertise with youth and family ministry and you're you're weaving it into this putting it together so that church leaders and disciples can not only get great material for themselves church leaders can use it for uh, their teaching but also families can use it can you talk a little bit about that yeah i appreciate you actually uh, addressing that you know i those those 26 years that we spent in ministry were you know, I was in the role of an evangelist for most of those years, and now I wear the hat of teacher as well. And I, I think a lot of what we're trying to do is integrate the importance of teaching and ministry and and where that intersects. And so Joel and I, I, I really feel like it's a true partnership. Um, Joel and I have been back and forth and back and forth and dreaming and planning together. And I think we've both been able to integrate his experience as a small church leader my experience working in youth and family, my experience in teaching, um, to build something that will really help the small church at every level and the large church at every level. So it is, I. it's funny that you called him the comprehend, or what did you call him, a compulsive? Compulsive content, content creator. creator. Uh, he's also comprehensive, if we want to add another C. He's uh, <laughs> thoughtful uh, across the board. He thinks about the 360, and and I've really appreciated that in our partnership. So he's the one who's really wanted to take that on. So I actually feel like he's been the heart uh, and passion behind that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joel is so talented. I just got to give a shout out. I remember the first time I met him, it was in Chicago at a leadership retreat. We sat down at a restaurant and I just was immediately impacted. I just thought this guy is a talent. This guy is, he's got something special. And it it's, you just don't see it on the surface. It's just he, he's really amazing and he's brought so much to the climb conference and he, I mean, he helped me publish my first book, you know, get through the, the process of writing a book and publishing it. Really appreciate him, but I'm, I'm going to stop right there. He's, he's pretty amazing. Who's sponsoring oh, you guys you? can keep going. This is, this is great. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this episode, Rob. Uh, favorite, favorite one. <laughs> Who's sponsoring you guys? I mean, this is, this is a lot. Okay. You're not doing yeah. this on the side clearly. How, where's this coming from? Yeah, that's a really important question. So when when I stepped out to do my PhD course, PhD works full time. Um, it required I had to raise a salary. There were three families that stepped forward that basically offered to support us for this six year journey, and uh, which I could never have done the PhD without them. And so halfway through the the process. We, one of the families, uh, the Hunter family, Alex and Patty, asked, you know, what can we do to do more? And they had a group of people that came together to, to discuss how do we help 
further education in other ways. And it turned into the launch of the Disciples Center for Education, which we launched in January of 2022. So it's a nonprofit, and the entire intent of this nonprofit is to come alongside the ICOC churches and help them to advance education through both training, leadership expansion, and content creation. And so it's been it it's been in existence for now over three almost four years. And um, I came on as executive director when uh, I finished my PhD in January. And then, of course, we hired Joel. And so what this really has been is it's people in our fellowship who've cared deeply about education, who have funded this on their from their own um, resources. And now, you know, we're now having to build in some ways that we can draw income back, but it's been completely front-loaded and funded by families through the Disciple Center for Education, uh, which, by the way, if there's others out there that want to help, we're always willing to, <laughs> to receive more help. But it's without their generosity, this wouldn't exist. That's amazing. That's awesome. Do you see this becoming a university, a college? I mean, you, you've got an impressive name, Disciple Center for Education. Uh, is this going to become the Pacta School or? Um... Definitely not the Pacta School, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, yeah, education's changing in today's world. How people are learning is changing. There's a place for graduate education. I don't think that's the world we're trying to step into. I think we're really trying to address the informed Christian. How do we continue to provide quality content long-term for the informed Christian. And I do see that expanding in, in all kinds of wonderful ways of what it'll become. Um, but the other piece that's really happening is we're working with churches and partnering with churches to help shift culture, to move towards maturity within the whole context of the community. Um, so we, all, we have to grow as individuals, but we also have to grow as a community into maturity. So we're finding ourselves in those places as well, where we're partnering with churches. So I think I think I see this much more pastoral than I see it educational in the kind of the back end graduate school level. We're trying to meet that intersection. That's awesome. Okay, so let's imagine there's a church leader. He's got 67 people in his church. He's just trying to get his midweek class and his Sunday class together. And then it's like, oh my gosh, there's another, I gotta, I gotta do a podcast and put this together. How can this help a church leader? Okay, how can it? How can a person take this on and assimilate this and actually bring relief, bring help and support to a church leader, rather than just oh my gosh, I just got one more thing to do. So I'll take a stab at that, and then I'll pass it over to Joel. But we built this around the small church, actually. Originally, we um, started with a relationship with the eleven churches across the Canadian family of churches, and they're all around that size that you just said sixty-seven. They're somewhere in that fifty to hundred range, and so we we asked, how do we really help support those kinds of churches? The reason we decided that the podcast would be the driving narrative was because every member could have an act could access a podcast and find time during the week to learn and. Learning really does happen individually. Now, communally plays a different role. We process things when we're together. So the conversation really became, how do we educate, but then what do we do when we're together to capitalize on the education, to internalize it? 
And so that's why we came up with this kind of method of we create the podcast, everyone listens, and then we build on it. So Sunday can build on it. The midweek can, can, we can talk with one another, we can deepen it. So it, it is intended exactly for what you're addressing. There are people, people can come together at midweek and go, okay, I've listened to this. I have thoughts about this. I'm processing and thinking about this. What are you thinking? Here's what I'm thinking. And that's part of what Joel's creating is discussion starters for groups whether that's at a midweek or small group. And we've also found some of the smaller churches are using them for midweek. Um, I just talked to a church leader in Canada this week, and they're playing the podcast for midweek, and then they're going to have a conversation about it. So a small church can really benefit that way as well. But Joel, I'd love to hear what you add to that. Yeah, that's great. Um, it, I mean, it's on so many levels. It's helpful for a small church leader. And I'm really excited. You know, Dave's going to talk about thread at the climb conference, and then I'm going to really talk about it. And we're even going to have a round table where people can ask questions, but uh, because it's really designed with small church leaders in mind, um, because I think small church leaders are stretched for time, stretched for resources. And so we definitely didn't want to make something more difficult, but we also, I think small church leaders are passionate about doing their best and putting, putting, you know, God's word out there in the best way possible. And so we thought, you know, could we do something that makes it easier and better at the same time? And, and that's really the, the balance we're walking with thread um, where church leaders aren't just, you know, regurgitating information or taking, um, you know, the, we have sermon starters. They're not just, you know, delivering a pre-written sermon. It's, it's a way to kind of have the help, um, to create an even better sermon, to learn um, in a passive way how to be a better preacher. Um, and then when, when you combine all of the other resources, you know, if people are having quiet times from the same text, they're listening to the same podcast, um, it just changes the way your, your week, your weekly rhythm as a church uh, goes. It changes the conversations people are having. It makes discipleship easier. Midweeks are, are provided um, so that you know, there Bible talks and then all of the graphics, things that, you know, in a small church, like to have all of this, it's just not going to happen. Uh, but you've got videos, you've got graphics, um, all professionally done. I mean, it, it raises the bar and educates the minister and the leadership group of the church and uh, raises up leaders. It's, it's, uh, it's comprehensive. That is a good right. word for it, Dave. <laughs> well, I love the way you provides so much content, Joel. I've used your material before, and it, it does. It makes me look good as a church leader because it is <laughs> professional, and it's so much better than anything I, I can produce or even desire to learn how to do. And so I think that's really, really powerful. Who's using this so far? Who, what, what churches are using this? So we, uh, we're, we have a, a three-year relationship with the Canadian churches to help uh, work with them in building this. So it's the 11 churches across the Canadian family. Chicago is actually implementing this across the entire Chicago church starting in January. And Dallas actually has just uh, asked us to partner with them. And so we're also going to be launching this in Dallas. We're in addition to that, we've got two kind of test markets that Joel and I each have uh, one. So I'm part of the a small house church here in San Antonio that meets on occasion. And we're using it with that group. Joel's using it in Lansing with his group because we want to know just, we want to experience how it affects the people and 
what we can learn from that. So those are the people so far. So this just dropped September 10th, by the way. Mm. So we're just two months, not even what, uh, August. I can't even count months. We're like three months into this. Mm -hmm. So, but that's where we're at so far that are partnering with us. One of the one of the needs, not just for church leaders, but for older disciples, keeping them engaged. I mean, that's a big issue. Is uh, I've got friends that you know, I, I worry about them. You know, they've been disciples a long time, but it's more challenging, I think, if you've been a disciple thirty to forty years, just to stay engaged. How do? And I, I think people are searching for material. You can definitely see it in the the, the popularity of like the Bema podcast. How, how how do you feel like this can help older disciples? Yeah, that's, you know, that's really, to me, the heartbeat of what drove my whole education process and the work I'm really wanting to do. What I think people will find when they listen to this is when we say we're trying to address the informed Christian, this is really, a, this is not the podcast you send someone who doesn't know the body. It's not that they wouldn't learn, but this is really for our older members to feed and nurture them in a great way. You know, it's interesting you bring up Bema. Um, a lot of people in our fellowship have listened to Bema, have really benefited from Bema. Bema brought, Marty Solomon's work really brought an important lens to how we read scripture. He brings that kind of Eastern approach or how the Jews would have read the text and it brings insight to the theology of how we process and think about Scripture. Um, it, what we saw happening, or at least what I witnessed happening, was we would have small groups starting to form in different churches around the ICOC that would listen to the podcast and talk. And I, that was really one of the things that inspired us. I thought, wow, if people are just naturally getting together and talking about a podcast, how do we actually build something around that because that's how people are wanting to learn. Let's create that right. for them. So we learned a lot from Bema about that. I think what's really different with, with what we're doing, and I actually would argue is very unique. So theology in general is how we think. Spirituality is how we live. There's a lot of stuff out there about how to think. Um, I think this lens of story and spirituality that really addresses the way we posture ourselves in the world the way we orient ourselves, the way we engage, the way we love, the way the way we live our life, that is fairly unique. And so we have learned a lot from these other experiences of what is happening with podcasts. But I do think what's happening with Thread is we're really trying to teach people how to engage their life around the story of God. What are you? What are you guys going to be presenting at the Climb Conference? Um, I can jump in on that. Yeah, we're going to, I mean, I think what we're presenting is a, uh, a full church curriculum um, that, that provides deep but accessible teaching to every person that, that is a part of, of your church. And so uh, I think you'll get to hear about it from Tony Singh, who is uh, leading one of the churches in the Canadian family of churches uh, and using Thread. You get to hear about it um, from Dave, and then certainly um, I'll I'll be presenting it as well. And um, and so I think for uh, our, I'm just so excited for our small churches to have an opportunity uh, to do something like this. Um, I can talk a little bit about you know what it, what it's going to cost and what and what churches will get for it. So 
we have this app and you can look it up in your app store or Google play thread pod. It's just, you search thread podcast, or you can access it through our website, threadpodcast.org. And, uh, and the app really puts, puts so much, uh, content and education, learning, spiritual content in the hands of every member of our churches, but anyone in the world can grab this app and it's four ninety nine a month for like the premium where you get daily devotionals, you get, uh, family devotionals, conversation starters, and a, and a midweek small group kind of lesson. Like everybody can have that for four ninety nine a month. But if your church signs up, and this is where small churches can really benefit. It's three ninety nine a month per member. And you don't just get full access to the app for all of your members. They get all of these leadership resources as well. Sermon starters related to each episode, uh, kids church curriculum. Like if, if we had a, we could do a whole episode on the state of kids church uh, in our, in our fellowship. This has, a, this has, uh, what's becoming a full curriculum where the kids learn an age-appropriate version of what the adults are learning um, as they're in church. Um, there's graphics. There's there's just so much there uh, that at such such a low entry point price uh, that and we really wanted to make it affordable for small churches. Uh, mm-hmm. In addition, church leaders get push notifications, um, and uh, and I and and then we also do collaboration. So. For the small churches, when, when they sign up, we'll put them together in groups so they can work on sermons together. You know, we've talked about this at every climb conference, how lonely it is sometimes to be a small church leader. So getting together, having this shared content, being able to encourage each other and give insights and preaching, that's all part of what we're providing. Mm. Uh, I think it's really an amazing uh, yeah. opportunity. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about this. I just, it feels to me like a highly leveraged opportunity because small church leaders, there's there's so many resource deficiencies. You just can't do it all. You don't have all the money or that you need. And yet with this, you can provide content for not just your Sunday preaching, but really for the kids kingdom. I mean, there's just so much. And I, I, I think that that's what I'm probably the most excited about. And I think that's why it's going to be so awesome that you guys put this out at the climb conference and talk about it. So very much looking forward to it. If someone's interested in this, where can they find it? They can go to threadpodcast.org right now, and uh, that'll uh, introduce them to the app, um, but also kind of breaks down all those resources I just mentioned. Um, And there's some great videos about what the podcast is all about. Dave's got an amazing co-host named Hannah D'Souza, um, and they're, they're just such a great team. I personally, I get, I get to preview the episodes before they come out and I'm, I'm learning so much. I'm seeing the world differently because of the episodes that I've listened to. And I'm really excited for people all throughout our fellowship to have that same opportunity. That's great. Dave and Joel, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to seeing you in Dallas. Thanks for having us, Rob. Thanks for listening. Here's how you can help support the program. First, hit the subscribe button and send a link to your friends. Post it on your social media. Just let people know. A lot of people don't even know that this podcast exists. Let people know. Share it with people. It will encourage people. Secondly, read and review one of my books, either How to Plant and Grow a Church or Courage, How to Make This Life Count. You can find them on Amazon.com. Finally, support the Rob Skinner podcast with a gift. The link is in the show notes. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count live a no-regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. 
Have a great day and make this life count. <laughs>